Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. to be here so thank you so much for asking me it's a real privilege and very out of my comfort zone so <laughs> so bear with me um yeah i uh my name's michelle for those of you who don't know me and i'm part of the horsham congregation and i've been there for about 31-ish years so part of the furniture and um yeah i've been there a long time um i'm part of the prayer and intercession team there and sort of uh, sit more on the kind of prophetic side of things with some of the people that we meet up with there. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just feel really excited about what God's doing with this whole subject of hearing his voice. And I don't know about you, but I've had the best morning already. But the prayer meeting was incredible. Like the presence of God was just so tangible. And the worship was amazing. Where is the guy who led worship? I'm sorry, I don't know your name. What's your name? Dave. So this is a bit off, pieced off of my script, but just as I was in God's presence, I just saw over you heaven opening over you. And he said, breaker anointing is over you for worship. You are anointed to worship like I'm getting a bit emotional because I'm just sensing his heart for you is so passionate he looks upon you he's smiling upon you and you have a breaker anointing to lead people into the holy of holies so I'm just speak that over you so just receive that thank you Jesus so I have a whole load of notes and we'll just see how how that goes because sometimes Jesus shows up well he's, he's here but you know what I mean he just takes us off on a different direction um don't need to rush Okay, <laughs> so I understand um, from chats with Rohan that he has sort of led you the past couple of weeks in sort of more of the spiritual side of hearing God's voice and he's given you some fantastic um, scriptures and examples of his life. Um, so I'm going to sort of try and focus a little bit more on the practical, like how does this look for me? How do I activate this in my life? How do I hear God for myself on a daily basis? So um, kind of a lifestyle of listening and I kind of like to think about it as more of listening than hearing I think when we sort of say I must hear God I must hear God it can put a bit of a false sense of pressure but if we just think about listening just sit just sitting and listening it's much more it's much more doable <laughs> it's much more peaceful place to be just sitting at his feet and listening he's talking all the time so we just need to be available to listen so uh first scripture that I want to just bring is Psalm 24, 3 to 6 in the Passion Translation. This is how do we come into God's presence? And it says, who then ascends into the presence of the Lord? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by truth. 
those who never deceive, whose words are sure. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Saviour God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. So I think for me, certainly the first practical thing we do when we want to come into God's presence is make sure that we're clean and pure to stand before him. Quite a while ago, maybe three, three, four years ago, Pastor Colin did an amazing teaching called The First Minute. I don't know if any of you have heard that or are familiar with that, but just in summary, um, it was about how when we come into God's presence and we pray, it's actually quite easy to spend a long time repenting and going through all the stuff that's you know, on our mind and all the problems we have. And before we know it, we've spent half an hour sort of talking about ourselves and then we, we walk away and God's like, I need to speak to you today. Um, so his, Pastor Colin's teaching was like, just take the first minute, that's all it takes, one minute. Just, just re, you know, if you need to do any repentance, need to put anything right in your lives, we spend just one minute doing that so the focus isn't on ourselves. Um, I appreciate there are times when it is important that we need to pray through issues and stuff, but just when we're coming into God's presence, just to listen to him, that we take that minute and just leave all our baggage by the door, so to speak. So that's something that I, that I do as part of my coming into God's presence, is just take that first minute and just clear all that stuff out of the way so that I am open and available to hear what God's saying. Uh, there's quite a few sort of practical things we can do to help create an atmosphere of being able to hear God's voice, and that's not about, you know, it doesn't mean that music and stuff has some kind of magical ability, but things like music, just having some worship on, um, taking time to worship, just coming into God's presence, that can just relax us into that space, make us more sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I tend to stick on some worship, just pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit, activate my spirit. Um, if possible, have somewhere that's quiet where there's not many distractions. I know that's almost impossible for some of us with kids. You know, always I get a knock on the door, Mummy, I need this, I need that. That's absolutely fine. You know, God's grace. But if you can find a time where, you know, you're not distracted. Um, I would say, very simple thing, keep a notebook. Write down everything. I've learned this the hard way. Write down everything. Dreams, visions, scriptures, words people have had for you. Write it all down because you can refer back to that. And when you're, you know, when God starts to speak to you, you can Oh, that's what you were saying there, and the pieces come together. And just a funny little story um, about, oh gosh, 25-ish years ago, um, my parents were uh, on a ministry trip to another church um, in the area and took me and my younger brother with them. And uh, we picked up some pastors on the way to take them to this meeting. And the lady who's passed away now, but she's an absolutely wonderful lady, she came in and she said, Oh, Michelle, I've had the most amazing revelation for you. I've had the most amazing word for you from God. Like, it was amazing. It was like heaven opened, and I received all this stuff for you. And I'm like, this is fantastic. You know, I'm like, I don't know, 19 ish. I'm like, come on, God, I really tear from you. She just went quiet, and then she put her hand to my knee and she said, Do you know what? For the life of me, I can't remember a word of it. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, oh gosh. So I've learned write it down, write it all down. Really, really important. Um, I think Rohan covered this, but coming close to Jesus is the most important thing. Not letting anything become a barrier. You know, if we're, you know, if I'm trying to talk to Rachel at the back of the room, 
practical thing, like the closer you are to someone, you can hear their whispers. If you're miles away and you're distracted and this, that and the other, you might just miss something. You might just miss something really precious that Jesus has for you. Um, One of my absolute favourite scriptures, which I kind of live by and just, it just really speaks to me and really blesses me, is Psalm 25, 14 in the Passion. Uh, It's just so beautiful. It says, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. How awesome is that? We are lovers of God, right? We love God. We get to sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Each one of us. Each one of us gets to do that. It's such a privilege. practical ways we can hear God. So just shout out to me the ways you hear God or the ways you know you can hear God. See if you've been listening to the teaching the past few weeks. How do you you guys hear God? Different ways. Anyone? His word, absolutely number one. Always, first and foremost, his word. Anything else? Shout to make out? Absolutely. Yeah, sanctified imagination, don't we, so we can... Have his, yeah, yeah, physical, physical stuff. Come on, we're family, we need to join in. We all have something really important to say. It would be really boring if I just stand up here and talk. (laughs) Anyone else? How do you hear God? Visions and dreams, absolutely. Other people, yeah. Sorry, Samson? Yeah, absolutely, trusted people, yeah, really important. Um, So many different ways that we can hear God, and as they said over there, um, the word. If anyone says, I can't hear God, do you have a Bible? You can hear God. Absolutely. Every single word in here is God's breath, his breath of life contained in this book. Um, And everything that we'll ever need is found in his word. Everything, every problem, every situation that we ever need is found in his word. Whatever we receive from God or we receive from other people has to align with what it says in here. Number one, if it's not a biblical principle and it's not in the Bible, it is not of God. It has to align with the word of God. That's how do you know you hear God? It's in there. Um, Yeah, it has to correlate with what's, what's said in the Bible. I think one of the other ways we can hear God through music. Does anyone experience God through music? Yeah, I do too. My favourite type of music is classical music, actually. Much to my kids' dismay. So I'm not putting on Radio 1 in the morning. It's classic FM for me all the way. And I, uh, last year, my husband bought me tickets to hear my favourite composer, who's John Rutter. Is anyone familiar with John Rutter? No? Okay. If you like classical music, go check him out, because he's incredible. He um, professes to not be a Christian, but... 90% of his composures are based on scripture and they are absolutely the most beautiful thing and I went to hear him last year and I absolutely heard from God sitting in that cathedral listening to the the choir it was very similar music to what was at the coronation yesterday that fantastic music so that sort of choral music absolutely stunning so that's just another way that we can 
hear God, you know. Heaven is full of worship. Heaven is full of music. It's a gift from him to be enjoyed. Something that uh, has been a journey for me over the past, oh gosh, years and years, is filtering out the world's noise so that I have a clear pathway to hear from the Holy Spirit. Now, it will look really different for each of us, depending on our lifestyle and how, you know, what, what kind of person we are and what we're sensitive to. So this isn't me telling you what you have to do, but I'm just going to tell you how it is for me. <laughs> um, good questions to ask ourselves. What are we watching on TV? What are we reading? What are we listening to? What conversations are we having with people? Because uh, as we know, certain things are just not good, good for us to look at, listen to, take part in. They're just not part of our Christian lifestyle and become pollutants, really, to us being able to hear God's voice clearly. And it's not a case of God trying to take away all things that are fun or anything like that. It's just the closer you grow to him, the more you want to hear his voice, and you don't want anything separating you from that. So it actually isn't a sacrifice to say, you know what, I'm not going to watch that, or I'm not going to listen to that, or I'm not going to take part in that conversation, and just pulling yourself away from that. So... Um, for me, that looks like being really, really careful what TV I watch. Um, just knowing that there are some things that I just, I just can't expose myself to. And, you know, anything violent or, um, you know, the subject matter, anything sexual, anything like that, it's just absolutely, it's just a blanket no. Um, what am I listening to? Social media. It's a massive one. Now, for me, again, this is not saying anyone else has to do this, but for me, it's, for me, it's been no social media over the past few years. And that's just because, putting my hands up, I couldn't regulate how much time I was spending on it. So I would be on it a lot, just flicking, 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 flicking. Um, and sometimes you don't know what's going to pop up. And it's not that you're looking for anything bad, but people post stuff that isn't always great. But I do recognize it's a great way to stay in touch with people. So, you know, it's absolutely no condemnation or anything like that. I'm just letting you know you know how that looks for me and as I say we're all different some amazing teaching that I um, heard was from um, I did a year's study with the Global Prophetic Alliance I don't know if anyone's heard of those guys up in Scotland Emma Stark yeah not over there <laughs> so I did a year just over a year's training with them uh, a couple of years back which was amazing and one of the teachings that really stuck in my head was no-go zones which I love it's just nice and simple to remember and there are no-go zones in your mind and in your thinking. So if you know you have a propensity to think about certain things or ruminate on certain things, it's just you have this switch. That's a no-go zone for me. I'm just not going there because you know it does you no good. And again, being really vulnerable and honest, one of my no-go zones is anxiety and worry. Uh, historically, that's something that I've struggled with a lot and something very small can become something that I ruminate on all the time. <laughs> it consumes my thoughts. Uh, I can't concentrate. I can't pray because I've just got this thing, whatever it is, going round and round. So now I'm starting to learn, and it's a process, we're all learning, that I just have no-go zones in my mind. So when I start to notice that anxiety, come against it with scripture, move on, do something else. Real discipline, but... That's part of the Christian lifestyle, right? To live a disciplined life. So just have a think about that, about how 
we can do that in our own lives. You know, maybe there's stuff that God wants to say, actually, this isn't, this is for our good, right? It's not like a whip, you can't do this, can't do that, it's for our good. So maybe we just need to ask ourselves, is there anything blocking that channel from me hearing you? And do I need to address this no-go zone in my mind? Okay, um, as I say, no condemnation, but we all fall off the wagon. And obviously we all have to keep coming to repentance. And I have the three R's that I live by. Recognize, repent, and reconnect. So if we recognize, that's the first step. Oh gosh, I've just fallen off it slightly there. Jesus gently brings us back and says, that's that's not right, you need to deal with that. So we we repent. Part of our repentance, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Help me to do this better in the future. Help me to deal with this differently. And actually, the most important part, reconnect. I think when we've done something we know is against his will or we've sinned, whatever, sometimes we stay away because we feel like, I just can't come into your presence now. I've let you down again. It's not just me that does that, is it? Like, I've let you down again. This thing again is a stumbling block. And I think a lot of the time it can cause us to pull away from Jesus because we just feel too ashamed to come to his presence or not worthy. Well, that's a lie from the enemy. Once you've recognized that and repented, Jesus says, what's in? What's in? I've separated you from that as far as the east is from the west. Stop going on about it. I've forgotten about it. Why can't you? (laughs) So reconnect and do it quickly. Come straight back into his presence quickly. That's what he wants. He wants a love relationship with you. He never holds stuff against us. He's there waiting to embrace you, waiting to talk to you again. One of the main questions I get asked quite a lot is, well, how do I know it's God speaking? How do I know it's not just a random thought or the enemy or whatever? And that's actually could be quite an in-depth teaching that you could go into a lot, but just um, the basic answer, I think, is found in uh, James 3.17 in the Passion Translation. And it says, but the wisdom from above is always pure, filled with peace, considerate and teachable. It's filled with love and never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form. And it always bears the beautiful harvest of righteousness good seed of wisdom's fruit will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. So does what we've heard or received measure up to this? Is it pure? Is it filled with peace? Is it considerate, teachable, filled with love? Not with prejudice and hypocrisy. As Pastor Colin always taught us, follow peace. That's your indicator. Have you got the Holy Spirit in you? You know that. He is the Prince of all peace. And you receive something and it brings you peace. It lines up with biblical principles. Yeah, you'll be confident that you're hearing from God. You know, even when God disciplines us, which he does from time to time, even in those moments, it brings us peace. It doesn't send us off on a running away in fear because he comes gently and with grace and love and mercy. If there's no peace and there's something in your spirit that's just like, you know, that feeling like something's just not, it's like you can't shrug it off, something's not right. I would suggest bring it to your leaders, your small group leaders or Anna and Rohan, 
see what they say about it, but generally, let it go. Just because someone's brought a word to you doesn't mean it's right. Uh, Joyce Mayer has this fantastic analogy, which she says, be like a cow, eat the grass, but spit out the sticks. So that is, yeah, that's really important. Um, sort of, I can tell a story about that from my own life. When I was uh, in the Bible college that we used to have at Roffey, a long time ago, year 2000, I think it was, um, they had a lady prophet come in. He was a member of the church, and she's a lovely lady, and I'm not discrediting her, but she gave me a word in front of everybody. I'm like, this is going to be great. This is, I've never had a word like this. And she basically said something along the lines of, you're going to meet six different men. This was before I was married. Uh, and they're all going to be sent from the enemy to distract you. So these next six men that come into your life, you have to dismiss and get on. Firstly, I felt really embarrassed because it was done in front of a lot of people. Uh, so what kind of woman do they think I am? <laughs> I've had one boyfriend and he's now my husband. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Um, and I just felt really weird about it. Uh, and I sat with it for a good couple of weeks, turning it over. I started to get worried, like, is this the man? Is this the man? My best friend at the time was a guy, just a great platonic relationship. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, should I be sitting with him? Should I be what people going to think? Are people watching me? So I took it to my, um, the lady that was pastoring me, who's actually Pastor Colin's daughter, Andrea. And I said, I just don't feel right about this. It's causing me a lot of discomfort spiritually. She said, don't worry, I'll take it to dad, Pastor Colin, <laughs> see what he says. And she came back within a few minutes and said, Pastor Colin says, it's a load of rubbish, get on with your life. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. The wisdom, right? It's a load of rubbish, get on with your life. Uh, and I just say, we all make mistakes and we all do get it wrong. So I'm not condemning this lady at all, but just be careful what you receive and question, question it. Do question it. Uh, I would say that ultimately everything we hear ourselves or receive through other ways has one main goal, and that's to bring us closer to Jesus. If it doesn't do that and it pushes you away, red flag, alarm bells. It has to bring you closer to Jesus and closer in your relationship with Jesus. So I'm just going to talk briefly about... Um, three ways, three of the main ways that I personally hear God, um, just just so you know a little bit about where I'm coming from. Number one, the word, I said, already said that, covered that. Uh, you know, as you read through it, God leads you to things. He can really bring revelation as you're reading and before you know it, you've made loads of notes. That's God speaking to you. And at the end of it, you're like, wow, this, this would make a great preach. Do you get that? When you've written all these notes, you're like, this is, this, thanks God, this is a great preach. Um, Psalm 119, verse 103 to 105 in the NIV. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. That's the power of the word. That's the power of the word. Uh, number two, I'll just go through this a little bit quickly because I know we are a bit short of time, but... Um, the second one, well, not in that order, but um, one of the other ways I hear God is through nature. I think maybe you covered that a little bit. Um, nature is a massive one for me because I live near a forest and every, literally every day I'll go for a walk 
Um, and I find that in that stillness, in that quiet, that is a way that I hear God um, through nature, through literally through the surroundings, but also just in the peace. It's always really much easier to hear his voice. And I always find it fascinating and really awe-inspiring that back in, you know, when we read in Genesis, when God created the universe, when he created every part of that, all he did was speak. He released his breath. So every part of nature and creation is filled with the breath of God. That to me is astonishing. I just find that, that overwhelms me. Everything, every tree, shrub, animal is filled with the breath of God because it came out of his breath. And there's an absolutely beautiful scripture in Job 12, verse 7 to 10, that talks about nature in a phenomenal way. And it says, But ask the animals, and they will teach you, or the birds of the air, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Or let the fish of the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every living creature and the breath of all mankind. Awesome. Awesome. I just, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that overwhelms me. Um, I've had a lot of visions when I've been walking. I think, again, it's the peace and the quiet and being on your own. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of practical stuff about seeds and growth and blossoming and all that that you can also get from nature. But something that I had recently, just to give you a testimony and a sort of taste of, of what God can do when you're open to hearing him, is I was uh, walking through my local woods. I was on my own. It was a very quiet morning. And I just felt, I was praying over the Horsham congregation, and I just felt to pray for a breaking and an uprooting of things, long-standing things that have been plaguing people's lives, you know, like um, sicknesses and financial difficulty, lack of work, whatever it is. Um, And I just really felt I needed to pray for a breaking of that and an uprooting in people's lives and just really prophesying that over the worship congregation. And I was just singing that song, um, I Speak Jesus, I think it's called. Yeah, and it just talks about all the breaking up the rooting. And I stopped to just turn the volume down on my phone because I was listening in my earphones. And I kid you not, I heard the most incredibly loud sound. And I thought, what on earth is that? As I looked up, about 20 feet in front of me, this tree just fell down. It completely uprooted and fell to my right-hand side. Now, I'm not saying that my prayers did, did that at all. But what I am saying is that signs and wonders follow. <laughs> and that we're living in a time where signs and wonders are going to follow. Healings and miracles and deliverances, they're coming. Like, we're starting to see it, but they're coming. And I really felt that was God just confirming his word to me in a real, real visual way. Really visual. This tree just, I mean, I went and had a look at it. It was, wasn't that I could see dead or anything like that. It was a perfectly healthy tree. And God is just I'm uprooting stuff in the body that's been holding you back. I'm uprooting these things. I'm making a change. Uh, there was no one else around to witness it. I couldn't even kind of go, did you see that? <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> so I didn't get home. I was telling my husband all about it. Um, the third way that I hear God uh, is dreams and visions, as uh, Rohan said. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family. Very blessed to grow up in a Christian family. And 
from a very young age. I could see things and would have dreams. Um, part of that, I think, is my dad and my mom were really good at getting us to pray as kids. And we went to a church nearby, actually, Broadfield Fellowship. It's still going. but um, So I actually, yeah, I'm a Crawley girl. <laughs> Grew up in Crawley. Lived here for 28 years. Uh, actually came to this school, which is really weird. 28 years ago I left. <laughs> it's very weird to be back. Um, yeah, sorry. That's, uh, yeah, so my dad would always encourage us to pray, and every year when we booked a holiday, he would say, right, kids, I've got two brothers, going to sit down, we're going to hear from Jesus where he wants us to go on holiday. Because my dad was always wanting to go somewhere where he could have really good uh, chats with people about Jesus. He always wanted to witness to people. I'm very grateful that he taught us those principles. And so we would sit down, and I remember one year, I was probably about six or seven, um, and he said, right, I'm going to pray. We're going to go to this place in Devon, I think it was. Let's just pray. Jesus, give us a picture. And I remember going off and drawing this picture that God had given me, and it was of a house, like an old farmhouse, and there was a a dog, and um, I'd seen a picture of this field full of butterflies, literally full of butterflies. It was amazing. So I was telling my dad all about it. Back then, you didn't have the internet. Obviously, we used to book our holidays out of the yellow pages. That's how it was. So we went off on holiday, and sure enough, when we got there, obviously having never seen it, it was the house, the dog, the bright colour dog. And when we went for a walk on the first night, we went into this field, and suddenly this field just erupted in butterflies. <laughs> and um, that I guess I kind of thought, oh, this is cool, you know, this is, this is good. Um, so, yeah, I've always had that. Um, lots of dreams and I think part of that is uh, like a spiritual inheritance both of my parents hear God similarly like that my dad is very very prophetic my mum has such a spirit of discernment the amount of times we walked into things as kids the places we'd go and visit and she'd be like Mm-mm, something's not right don't something's not right she sensed something's not right and as a kid, sometimes I'm like, oh, mum, really? I just really want to go in there. No, something's not right here. Something's not right. My older brother is an amazing dreamer. He has the most incredible prophetic dreams. He is like that. My younger brother, Dan, some of you might know him. He's a bass player at Horsham Congregation. He is also uh, really prophetic, really hears God really clearly. Um, yeah, so I think there is a bit of inheritance there from the family it's a, a family trait. I'm not taking any credit thank you Jesus it's all you but just so you know uh, yeah it does I think it does sort of run in families sometimes um, there's loads of examples of God speaking through dreams and visions I mean so many like I tried to look through and make a reference which has got too many um, but obviously the most I think the most well-known dreamers Jacob Joseph Daniel Joseph, Jesus' father, Pilate's wife. So it's a biblical principle. So absolutely God speaks to us through dreams. Absolutely he speaks to us through visions and through pictures. Um, when I started getting more dreams for the, for the church and for sort of strategic things and things to pray about, um, I would say that probably 90% of the dreams that I have are warning dreams. So they're not always that pleasant. Oh, it's something that God has graced me to carry, and now when I do have something that's a little bit um, disturbing or whatever, 
and I, you know, he's equipped me to deal with that. It's not an issue. It's part of my service. I see that as part of my service, and he really graces me for that. Um, I've had dreams for sort of strategic things for other countries that have been passed on to intercessors in those countries. Um, and as I've grown in that, I think God's just given me more wisdom about to know what, what to do with those things. I think in the beginning, I just I would take everything to Jane and or Clive and kind of, kind of just go, oh, I've had this dream, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, okay, let's, you know, let's just talk this through. And they've been absolutely brilliant at helping me on this journey and absolutely, you know, full of grace because I've probably bugged them with these weird dreams so many times. Um, but as, that, as, as I've learned um, how to interpret dreams, that's a big thing. Dreams are... More often than not, they're never literal. Certainly my dreams are never literal. Um, they're always pointing me towards something in the Bible. Or, um, yeah, I mean, I'm grateful they're not literal because some of them are really weird. Um, really weird. <laughs> really weird. Uh, I have seen Jesus in my dreams. Um, interestingly, I've never seen his face. So he's appeared in my dreams when he's really trying to get my attention. He will appear in my dreams, but his face is always like a real bright light. So I know some people have seen the face of Jesus in dreams or visions. I haven't, but he's definitely there. Um, I think Rohan spoke to you about when he heard the audible voice of God. Is that right? I didn't actually hear that, but I know there was a reference to it. Um, I have heard the audible voice of God once, um, which I'm happy to tell you about probably about six or seven years ago, because it was kind of in a dream state, I guess you would say. Thankfully, my husband was actually sleeping in the spare room, got chucked out for snoring. Sorry, John, if you're going to listen to this. <laughs> Throw you under a bus there. So he wasn't with me, but I, um, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I thought there was an earthquake, because I was, my bed was shaking, and not violently, but enough like a rumble. And I couldn't move, and I just thought, this is weird. And then all of a sudden, I heard this voice saying, I am, I am, I am. And all the, all the names of God, I am justice. I am the God who heals you. I am righteousness. But it wasn't, it wasn't a human voice. The only way I can describe it, it sounded like thunder mixed with roaring waters. That's the only way I can describe it. So it wasn't an actual voice, but in, in that kind of the roaring of the, of the waterfall kind of sound, I could hear this. I've never had that since. I don't know really why God chose to speak to me like that at that time, but I tell you what it did. It got me on my knees. <laughs> the awesomeness of his presence, and it brought me closer to him, and I think that's the key for all of this. Do you know what? It's really fun to hear God's voice, and it's really, it's a really, really exciting journey. But ultimately, it's all about Him. It's all about you know coming closer to Him. Uh, I just want to encourage you, and I know that you've probably heard this, but everyone can hear God. It's not for a select few. I am certainly not anything special. I'm just mum of two fantastic children, wife, um, just going about my daily life. And I totally believe that God can speak to each and every one here. Absolutely he can. The question is, are we listening? And do we have that desire to hear his voice? You know, that overwhelm, just, oh, Lord, I just need to hear your voice. 
know your voice is like honey. It's sweet. It sustains me. It's just so precious. And once you start hearing his voice, get prepared because your time is going to be spent in the closet of Jesus. Because once you've heard his voice, you just don't want to be a part of it. You don't want to be a part from it. You just want to be with him all the time. Uh, another scripture which I really lean into, Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That voice behind us, just be aware of it. Be aware of it, be sensitive to it. It's always there, directing, guiding, answering. God's so good, isn't it? So good to hear his voice. So good to hear his voice. Um, I hope some of that's been helpful, just real practical, how does this work in my life kind of thing. Um, hopefully you don't think I'm too weird. <laughs> some people are just like, I just don't get you. But that's fine, you know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and my husband is like, has had to learn over the past nearly 16 years of marriage that my dreams are just so different to his. And um, when I have to sort of verbal process them, he just kind of, <laughs> bless him. Um, interesting, my kids have started to dream as well now, so that's really interesting. My daughter's very spiritually sensitive. She's 13, my son 10. He's started to have some amazing dreams. So pray for your kids, the people in your household. You know, it's, it's amazing. Such a privilege to hear God's voice. So after all the teaching that Rayhan's done and a little bit about what I've said this morning, I thought it would be really good if we can do something practical, stretch us a little bit. Is everyone up for that? hope so. Um, so just going to do a really quick kind of practical activation of hearing God's voice so that when you leave today, you know you can hear God's voice, you've experienced it, and also you've received something. So you're blessed to give and you're blessed to receive so that we go out of here with a nugget, with something from Jesus. So in a minute, if we, can, we'll, we'll, I'll just run through how, we, how it's going to work and then we can get on with it. Um, I would suggest the first minute Again, just giving everything to Jesus. If we need to repent of anything, just give it to him. Anything that we've come with that's stressing us out, just lay it in, on his feet so that we are in, you know, in the right channel, as it were, to hear from him. I think it would be really good, I know it's a little bit uncomfortable, if you pray with someone you don't know that well. If you pray with a spouse or a really good friend, some, you know their situation, you know what they're struggling with, and sometimes it's... It can affect what you say to them or how you can hear God for them. It's not to say you can't, but I think actually sometimes it's better to be with somebody. You don't know their story so well. You don't know their lifestyle so that it's really, really relying on God. So maybe we can get into pairs or, or threes in a minute. Um, and then we just spend some time listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit and just saying, okay, God, I just want to ask you to ask him the one question. Jesus, what is it you want this person to know about you today? so that it's quite specific, so you're not kind of going, could it be this, 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 quite specific. What do you want this person to know about you today? And just see what he says. He may give you a scripture. He may give you a vision, a picture, anything like that. As long as it lines up with the word, you're good to go. Can we make sure, and it should be because it'll be in the Bible, that it's encouraging. Um, <laughs> I had this little story where friend of mine was at Bible College up in Yorkshire many, many years ago. And at the end of their term there, they had to get into prayers, uh, had to get into pairs to pray. 
and give a word of God. And this male friend of mine, a lady come and prayed for him, laid hands on him and said, thank you Jesus for brother so and so. You know how much I hate him and how much I just dislike him. You know how irritating I find him, but thank you that you love him. That's the kind of thing we don't want to happen. I think it's just like, what do I do with that? Um, Yeah, this isn't an opportunity to kind of get the knife in. We love each other. We're family. We want the best for each other, right? So I know it could be a little bit awkward and whatever. Um, So I thought, right, if I'm asking you to do it, I'm going to do it myself. Uh, Just to demonstrate. So yesterday while I was praying for you guys and praying for this morning, I thought, okay, God, give me something for these two amazing people. Anna and Rohan, um, what do you want to say to them? What do you want them to know about you today? And I immediately had a picture of a, what's it called, a wave breaker. You know, like these long um, sort of stone-built structures that go out into the sea. It's a fantastic one where my in-laws live, actually, um, down in Lyme Regis. And it's a huge structure which jets out into the sea. And what it does is it protects the town from being flooded, it protects boats, it basically takes the brunt of the waves that are coming from the other direction. And I saw you both sitting the other side of it, just happily, just sitting there, whilst these waves are crashing against the other side of the wave breaker. And so in those moments, ask God, okay, why, why is it the sea? Why is it the wave breaker? Ask him questions about it. Don't just get a picture and just say, well, I've got a picture of a flower. Ask God why. Always ask him questions, because there's always often more that he wants to reveal. And so I just pressed in. I kept this, the image in my mind. Lord, what else do you want to say? And I saw that as I looked down, that the wave break was actually becoming Jesus enveloping you, completely around you. Excuse me. And I heard him say, Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say the Lord of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And I really felt him say, not only are these waves not going to come and try and knock you, they're not even going to be able to get near you. They, you won't even be aware of them. You're going to be completely oblivious because he's surrounding you. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, you're protected. Nothing shall by any means harm you guys. Nothing. You're protected in the shelter of the Most High. So that's quite practical, quite a simple, simple word, I guess, a simple picture. But it's just saying, God, what is it you want to say to this guy, you know, this person that's opposite me today? So also, if anyone, when we get to do this shortly, if anyone um, struggles, and that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine if you're struggling. If you're not getting anything, or you're not sure, stick your hand up, I'll come and chat to you, I'll come and talk you through it. You know, we're all learning. I'm still learning. I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm really happy just to come and chat to you through, chat you through it, and just, yeah, just help you process that. So I think we're just going to have a little bit of music on, so we're not so aware of our own voices. Um, and I'll just talk you through that first minute, and then into the next bit. But I just want to say, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for smiling back at me and giving me nods and yeses. It's really, really encouraging. I feel like I'm in family here, actually. I really do. Um, You've been so, so welcoming and just the worship and everything has been incredible. So thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. 
For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.